You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire. You're with Jeremy again on this Saturday afternoon. I'm absolutely thrilled now. I've got debut artist Kian here to celebrate the release of her very first song, Better Things, a song that is absolutely gorgeous. And as a show that is about celebrating female vocalists. I can't think of anyone I'm more thrilled to have on the show. How are you? I'm wonderful, yeah. It's really cool to be here, so thanks so much for having me. (laughs) That is okay. How The single was released two weeks ago now. Tell me a little bit about how it's been received. I've gotten so much wonderful feedback. Yeah, everyone seems to love it. Yeah, it just feels really great. We listened to it on Triple J when it first released and I had like a cute little zoom party with my family and friends so it's yeah it's such a good feeling (laughs) this is the first single that is going to be working towards an EP is that correct when can we expect that out oh look it's yeah developing I've still got to work with my friend Pat and recording a lot of the songs so there's no set date on it just yet just hopefully by the end of the year for sure. Now it's been a huge journey for you. You are only 22 yep. and, and you moved an incredibly long way away from your family to pursue this dream. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? And uh, obviously these Zoom parties are something, this is probably not the first time you've done it as well, right? You need to get together with your, your friends and family and, and celebrate lots of things, right? <laughs> yeah, especially during COVID. But yeah, I'm from Townsville up in North Queensland. So I'm a proud Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander woman and I moved to Melbourne, called Nations Land, two years ago. It was kind of accident, but not an accident, but I'm here now and it's, it's really cool. What was it exactly that made the move? Why did you move, you know, essentially? What what has Melbourne got on, or Kulin Nation as you describe it, what has that got on offer that you couldn't get back home? I guess, yeah, it was just spreading my wings a little. The whole journey was I was traveling with my ex-boyfriend and we were in a van for like two months we stayed in brisbane for a bit checked that out and didn't just have the vibe there and then we stayed in sydney with some family and yeah and then we came to melbourne and i just wanted to stay here i've made some good friends the music industry and the people that i've met down here are really welcoming and i think it was just yeah wanting to grow and kind of idolizing melbourne as a idea from Townsville thinking oh one day I want to be there and be amongst it all. (laughs) Yeah you're not wrong it is really the musical and cultural capital of Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got a lot of how can I say traditional soul blues influences in there so there's a lot of there's just this I'm not sure how to navigate this question but I guess you've been able to combine sort of your own personal identity along with a lot of traditional influences. Do you want to talk to me about that a little? I guess, yeah, a lot of my influences are kind of old black soul singers. Like I loved Aretha Franklin growing up and Nina Simone. And I'm just really into that kind of the soul harmonies involved in that. Um, And with Better Things, I was listening to so much Leon Bridges. And that was one of the first shows I got to see in Melbourne. I just like walked down the road because I was in St Kilda and saw him at the Palais. And yeah, I just love that kind of energy and that vibe. And 
Yeah, that's what motivated me, I guess, with music a lot. This is a totally random question, so go with me on this. But I was in preparation for this interview. I was listening, obviously, to Better Things a bunch of times over. And I realized that the other result on a streaming platform that shall go unnamed is Sharon Jones has also written a song called Better Things. Are you familiar Uh, with that song? No, but when I was... I just searched Better Things one day to see if there was some songs and then... I hadn't heard much about Sharon Jones, which is terrible, but I just fell into a hole after that kind of, yeah, trying to figure out if someone else had done it. That's a cool story. It's, sure. it's interesting because to me, her song is, her song is better things in a really pessimistic light. Her things is I've got better things to do than X. Whereas your song is about gratitude and gratefulness, which is, you know, almost the opposite. And it it seems so interesting to me that you could take that same title and and totally morph it around. Whoa, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Now, speaking of the lyrics, it's so... I just want to read the the first... I didn't actually get the lyrics. I just... This is how I understand them to be. So I might be wrong here. I've been wondering how to navigate this world to speak my truth and not get hurt. And that's how your career as a musician is beginning. It's an epic beginning. It's a lot to speak to. And particularly at this time in the world to declare your kind of artist's birth with that happening. What do you think that this, your artist's birth during this time, all of the, the multitude of things happening in the world, what does that mean to you now? And how are you going to carry this forth through your career? Oh, that's such a good question. I think what I'm really channeling now, especially with what we've all gone through in the past couple of months with COVID, is definitely, yeah, I don't know. My aim with music is to just learn how to heal and kind of encourage healing in others um and i think that's really important yeah i don't know there's a lot of things happening at the moment um in our society that we really need to disrupt and kind of heal from i don't know i don't know if i'm answering the question but that's the kind of idea no that's all right that's okay that's totally understandable I, i guess what i'm saying what i'm angling toward is that the name kian as i understand it I've understood that it means to dance, sing, play and create. And your music is a celebration of, of building something up, building something anew. Am I correct in that? And how did that, how does that name sort of influence the musical journey you're on? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I really just find solace in being creative. Like I've grown up or, and I have like struggles with anxiety and mental health stuff that a lot of people go through. So yeah, I've just been able to really ch- like challenge those thoughts and be fierce in that vulnerability, creating, like dancing, singing, making music. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the classic and traditional artists that you've spoken about, Leon Bridges, the kind of big international acts, are there people in Australia who influence your, your musicianship? Well, I grew up like on Saturdays, my parents would make us clean and we'd listen to this album by Russia Island, a woman who had that similar kind of gospel soul sound. Well, my name, my brain is blanking, but also just like Thelma Plum, listening to her when I was in high school and thinking like, I'd love to meet her one day or to understand her journey as an Aboriginal woman in the music industry. Also like Alice Skye, like I would listen to her music and Emily Waramara kind of on the trip down to Melbourne and then just yeah feeling really inspired by their journeys and wanting to understand that and 
Yeah. If we return a little bit to the song, do you want to tell me a little bit about the, the songwriting process? When was that song written and, and what, what's it about for you? Yeah, um, so it was written end of 2018. I just kind of picked up my loop pedal and was mucking around with harmonies. And yeah, the song just came to be. It was written out of like a tough experience. I was... I'd just gone through a breakup and I was alone in Melbourne, just really struggling to kind of find my feet and make friends. And yeah, it was more about like addressing what I needed to learn from and grow from to, yeah, to kind of become the music, the musician that I wanted to be and the kind of person that I wanted to be. Has COVID changed your trajectory for the remainder of the year now? I know that you were, you know, kind of, chipping away at an EP with probably, I assume, a little bit of live performance now. I know a lot of people are having kind of sidelined the live performance altogether. What have you kind of been, you know, doing to occupy that time? Have you been performing online or are you kind of just putting all the tools down and just focusing on on the on the recording process? Yeah, so I've been lucky to have quite a few online gigs. I've got one this afternoon actually on Facebook for Barpadilla Project, um, which is a First Nations yeah project that's mainly just focusing on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women. But in terms of my project trajectory and COVID, yeah, I haven't seen it as a like really negatively impacting me, which I'm very lucky to say. So it's more or less just given me the time and space to figure out my next steps, um, how I want to create this EP or album and what I'm inspired by and what I want to write about in the future. I think after better things in this whole release, I feel more empowered and really just want to write songs about my people, for my people. Yeah. I think the other aspect of the single release was the gorgeous single cover that you created. Do you want to sort of talk to that a little bit? And I guess in a way that for someone who hasn't seen it and maybe just explain what it is and and how it was designed and, and what it means to you, because I'm, I was just like, Oh, this is gorgeous. But I felt like I wasn't appreciating it for what it, what it was. So the cover is myself and I've got this beautiful headpiece made up of entirely native flowers that kind of covers the majority of the the cover. (laughs) But it was shot with this amazing Aboriginal photographer, Michael Jalaru Torres. And I was just scrolling through Instagram and I've seen his stuff and I'd see him at a couple of gigs and I was just really drawn to one of his pieces where he'd um, like edited one of the women's faces as a native flower. And I really want to incorporate my culture as much as possible into my music. So I just reached out to him and we got together, did the shoot. And yeah, we've got some footage that I'm trying to edit into like a lyric video. So that's one of the next steps as well. But that's been a really cool process, just collaborating with other Indigenous artists down here in Melbourne. I noticed as well that in sort of prior to the the birth of this single, you were involved in a lot of covers as well. Is that something that's still a part of your live show now? Not as much. Hey, I used to love doing covers because in Townsville, that's how I kind of started performing. I was doing a lot of busking at little markets um, in the little Townsville city. But yeah, not as much anymore. I'd really love to. I've been trying to learn like Leanne Le Harvest and um, some Sam Cooke songs to cover, but 
really just been focusing on writing. Yeah, it's that kind of time. It's a good time to continue to be creative on your own and, and sort of just reflect on everything that's happening around you. Kian, it's been such a joy to have you on the show. I think you've got a huge career ahead of you. I'm, I'm super looking forward to following it. But I can't wait to see you up here in Sydney. If I wanted to find out more about you, where would I go? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I've got a website, which is cool. Um, Kian.com, K-E-E-A-H-N. Um, yeah, this is my song, Better Things. It's about healing, growing, figuring out... Um, how to be a better person um thanks so much for having me jeremy hey that's all right